Hey everyone, welcome. My name is Marilyn Shannon and this is the Breaking Free Show and I am so happy to be back. I've been away doing some traveling and had some family stuff going on. So haven't been here for the last few weeks, but I have been excited to come back and it's very happy day for me to have you all here. So welcome. And just as you know, the Breaking Free Show is all about sharing experiences tools, ideas, strategies, techniques, anything that we can find that we can bring together from you, from me, from the world around us that will help each and every one of us feel free. Be free, feel free, act free, do free, love free, just be free, not be controlled by anybody that shouldn't be controlling us. So before we get on with the show, I want to say hi to Amnon. Hello, Marilyn. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, and you? I'm it's fine. Nice it's nice to see you. It's been it's a while. Nice I know we missed you. each other, didn't we? I know. <laughs> I know. Amnon's like my big, no, not my big brother, just a brother. I was going to say big brother, but I think I'm older than you are. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. No, you're not. So you're doing all right? Yeah. Good. So we're happy to have you all here. So listen, anytime during the show, you are more than welcome to uh, chat with us. We have a live chat. You can just put your name there near our video. You can call in at 919-518-9773, or you can connect with us on Skype at Computers2, that's the number 2K voice. Anytime you want during the show, we'd love to have you come in. We'd love to have you chat. We'd love to hear your experiences, because today is going to be just one of those kinds of days. I'm going to be sharing some of the things that I have experienced in the last couple of weeks um, with going on my book tour and just how amazing life is when you kind of open up and allow it to take its, let's say, to take its, hmm, how do I want to say that? When you allow life to just be without controlling it, working with it, but not controlling it, not like, uh, you know, doing only what you want, but kind of working in tandem with your own life. And I'm really passionate about this a notion about life being a laboratory, because I think it is. And I think I know it is. So I'm going to ask Amnon to put up the first slide, please. So all the world is a laboratory to the inquiring mind. So what might that mean? And what do I mean by a laboratory? We learn our greatest lessons in our own life, from other people, from the environment, from everything around us, from ourselves, what we do, what we don't do, how we do it. And if we can get past ourselves and get out of our own way to allow ourselves to learn. I mean, when a baby is walking and a baby doesn't know how to walk and it falls, are we gonna, do we stand there and, and yell at that baby? Do we get angry with the baby for not knowing exactly how to walk? No. Well, it's the same thing with us each and every day of our lives, because each and every day we're faced with more and more things to learn, more and more things to accomplish. So it's, it's an interesting perspective when you take life and you go, okay, let me look at it like it's a laboratory. Let me look at it like everything in here is for me to dissect, take apart, explore, compare, you know, even in judgment. When you look at your, your life as a laboratory in a judgment, you might be making some kind of ideas. You might be assessing this against that. That's okay. It's when we um, get in our way, when we don't want to take the learning, when we think we have to know it all, that we get into trouble. Like, is your life a laboratory? I'm none. Do you look at your I, life I would, as a I laboratory? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm thinking laboratory, I'm thinking experiment. Uh, you you, well, you do is. every now and then, but yeah, you also live your life. So yeah, but it is yes, an experiment. at times, at times, it, I would say. Okay, well, it is an experiment yeah. because yeah. how do you know otherwise, right? Right. So I'm going to work um, backwards to some things that I've been experiencing in the last several weeks because it's really been interesting. So I started. Uh, let's see, yesterday was Sunday, right? So a week ago this past Sunday, I ventured on my first uh, book tour. Little, I, I preface it by saying little book tour because I went to Pennsylvania and New Jersey to do some 
book speaking, book reading, book presenting, book sharing of my book. And it was interesting because first of all, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to plan it. I've never done it before. I didn't even know the places that I should be taking my book. I had no idea. But I relied on other people and other suggestions and stuff like that to, to help me along the way. So I reached out and I got some ideas of places to go and I did. And I will tell you, I had the best time. So ignorance in a good way is bliss in another good way. I didn't know what I should do. I didn't know where I should go. So I took the advice of other people and I left myself open and vulnerable to experiences. And let me tell you what, they were fabulous. So I found, first of all, I'd never been in a Microsoft store. I had a presentation in Pennsylvania at a Microsoft store. Have you ever been in a Microsoft store? Did you know Microsoft stores exist? Yeah. You did. I didn't know. I had no idea. And they, this Microsoft store has a, an area roped off, not roped off literally, but kind of separated from the rest of the store. And they, it's like a, a, um, a, um, which, a theater. They have a cool screen and you can do so many things. So first of all, if you are somebody like me and you have a book, you have a thing you want to present, you have an idea, you have a workshop, and you have a Microsoft store in your neighborhood or somewhere nearby, somewhere, you want to go to it. I did a, um, a talk at one, and I had invited some people, and other people invited people, so it was great. But I'm going back, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to plan something in the Microsoft Store for my book, a book launch. And what they're going to do is they're going to put it in their calendar of events. So it goes out to all of their um, uh, customers that have bought from them before, that they have accumulated their email addresses, and they're going to send it out in their list, which I think is a complete gift. What kind of food do they serve? Well, they'll, you know, they don't serve food. Oh, never mind. But you can bring food. <laughs> you can bring food. We brought food for the, for the thing that I did, and they are offering workshops and different things, and they will have food there too, which I was surprised. And so hmm. it's, 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 great. it's great. I even thought when I do my book thing there, that I would invite some of the men that are in my book to uh, come in on Skype. Mm -hmm. And so I present my book, and then there can be some of the men on Skype, because they have Skype, uh, presenting and talking. Yeah. So for those of you, are you going to just put my book up for a second? Right. So Because I'm talking. It's important because that's where we learn the most from each other's stories. That's where we connect the most. That's where we see each other's uh, humanness, vulnerability. Uh, that's where we uh, break free from the things that hold us back like fear or did we do this wrong or blah, 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 blah. So getting back to the Microsoft store, I was there with my book and I'm, I, I had all these great ideas while I was sitting there. And here's another great thing. So this is why life is a laboratory. So I'm sitting there and I'm downloading as I'm talking to people. This I'm seeing the screen behind me. I'm not using it for this pre presentation. And I see the men in my book on the screen. I thought, yes. And then I realized that the first story in my book talks about how I met the man that was the first man in my book, which, of course, led me to say, Okay, each of the men that wrote in my book, I was going to share how I met them because the first story was really cool. So the first man, I was in um, uh, Trader Joe's with my husband, and a friend of mine was there with her husband. Both of them were Marks, 
and we all introduced each other to each other. And a few minutes later, my friend's husband came back and said, I hear you're writing a book about men. And I said, yes, I am. And he said, I want to be in it. And I said, you do? He said, yes, I do. And I was like, so, so shocked. I was taken back because all the other stories I've kind of had to reach out. But here was one that noticed uh, the value in doing a book about men. And so it kind of made me feel like I was being put on the map. And I was very excited because I don't, I take this all very specially. I don't look at all of this as, um, you know, like in my ego. I try very hard not to do it that way. <laughs> I really value the men and the book and their stories and the whole process and the whole journey that this book is taking me on. So I was very excited that, that Mark turned around and said that he wanted to be in the book and he valued the idea. So I knew that part of the story was going to be how I met each of these men. And while I'm sitting in Microsoft, it dawns on me, why don't I tell Trader Joe's that they're in my book? And I thought, well, that's a really good idea. They may not do anything with it, but it gives me an opportunity to reach out to their public relations department and give it a whirl. That's why life is such a laboratory. Because it may work, it may not work this time. But guess what? It may work next time. It may not work next time. But I'm going to keep trying these kinds of things, and you don't know till you ask. You don't know. Same thing when I was in the Microsoft store. I've been looking for a location up in Pennsylvania to do a book launch. But I don't know one coffee shop from another. I don't know restaurants from another. I don't know about art galleries. And, but now I know about the Microsoft store. So it's perfect. It just worked out great. So life is meant for us to experiment and experience. And we do this through looking at the things that happen to us, the deja vu things, the coincident things, the things that we look at and go, oh, well, that's just life. But no, look at it. What can you learn? What will you understand from it? So it's really a cool thing. So let's go to the next slide. And again, Anybody out there who's listening and wants to call in and chat with me about any of your experiences, please do that. So let me see. I can't see this one. Okay, let me take my glasses off. So the true laboratory is the mind. We're behind the illusions. We uncover the laws of truth. So what do you think that means? So our mind can block what, we, what is actually the laboratory. Because our mind only wants to deal in facts and figures and things that are exact. It is, does not want to um, believe necessarily in illusions. And in a laboratory, what else do you got besides an illusion? It's like you think of something. It's an illusion. I mean, am I thinking that Trader Joe's might want to do something with my book? is an illusion. I can even laugh at myself. <laughs> I can ch I can I can crack up laughing at myself saying, "Oh, Marilyn, are you kidding? Do you really think Trader Joe's is going to be interested in your <laughs> book? Are you joking?" I could say something else. Are you mm, kidding me? No, but maybe if you meet him, you can get him in the book. <laughs> well, you never know. You you don't know, but it but it's but so 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 it's an adventure. And yeah, it's an illusion. But it doesn't mean that I can't make an illusion reality. It doesn't mean that it, it's going to stay an illusion forever. And maybe it does. And maybe right now it does. But maybe not next week or next month. Or maybe somebody else notices it and, and tells Trader Joe's, I have no idea. I, ha I, I, have, I have no idea. But it's worth my time. It's worth my, my chance. Is there anything on the chat that I need to pay attention to? Okay. Uh, the chat's not coming up on my device, so Amnon is going to help me with that. So if any of you out there, when you're ready, if you want to partake in our conversation and you have some um, experiences that are laboratoriums, please share. I make up my own words, too, and I, it's okay. Laboratory. So, laboratory. If you, I mean, if you can see that life is a laboratory that you take. And sometimes 
you know, what happens even in an, in your art in an art studio? Some, I mean, you know, I imagine that in many studios people have, I don't know how many canvases of 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 their paintings or how many pieces of sculpture they have that are not finished, and that's what a laboratory is also like. A laboratory is also a a place that we start things and that we don't necessarily can't necessarily listen them complete because we don't have all the information yet. Maybe we start an experiment. So I'm going to experiment with Trader Joe's, but I don't have a clue how it's going to go yet. Maybe I start it and I'm not finished. I have to put it off to the side for a little while until I process something else, but that's okay. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to do it. It just means that maybe I just need more information, just like you do in a laboratory. Maybe you need, you know, a little more of this chemical or a little more of this process or a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. What's the difference? As long as you're either, you know, you're learning what you don't need. Maybe you don't always know what you do need or what you do want, but you're learning something like what you don't need. So it's, it's a con it's constant. So I'm going to choose to go after Trader Joe's and I'm going to let you know what happens. Because I think that that's an interesting thing. Because I didn't think about it initially, and I didn't think about it when I put it in the book. So I, so let me say this: part of being in the laboratory for me is recognizing that I didn't have a ulterior, ulterior motive when I put it in the book. I had no idea that that's what I was going to do. So maybe there's a really good outcome. We'll see. But I'm just saying: look at your life. Look at things that happen on a regular basis and see. What are you learning from it? What can you add to it? What can you take away? I mean, how does it make you feel? You know, just how can you share it with somebody else? Okay. All right. Next one, please. Oh, this is going to be, a, I'm going to get a little closer because I can't see it. Uh, eat, oh, I, you know what? I can't see it there. I'm going to have, I can't. No, I can't. I'm going to have to, um, I'm sorry, everybody. Just hold on for a second. It's too far away from me. And I can't see it, and I have to make it um, closer. So let me see. Hold on, hold on. All right, let me get to it. In the meantime, they're, they're holding. And Chris, Chris, what is, Chris is saying, saying? Marilyn, I have to leave for today, but I want to leave a question with you. Okay, go ahead. What makes the difference between a person who is ready to experiment and one who isn't? What advice do you have for reluctant and overly enthusiastic experimenters? Well, that's a good question. I say take it a step at a time. I say, what does it mean to experiment? It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, like, uh, go into the most extraordinary things all at one time. Just take a step. What would be an experiment for you if you are... Let's say you're comfortable in the kitchen and you're comfortable cooking, but you've never made bread. Try bread. Go in the environment that you're the most comfortable and, and start something there. Don't go into, if you've never spoken before, then don't, maybe you don't want to start experiment, experimenting in a room of, of a thousand people. Maybe you want to start in somebody's living room because you know, that would be something comfortable. Start anywhere you can. Just start. So, Chris, that was a very good question. Okay, everybody, I got the blow up. Everyone needs a laboratory. Amazing things come from experimenting. Experimentation, sorry. We need these laboratories. We need to experiment. Otherwise, we're all going to be in a box because we're, we're going to go with where we feel the most comfortable. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to expand, try something new. And the reason it becomes a laboratory is because you say, okay, I made that bread. It didn't do this or did that or hmm, next time I'm going to add raisins. Let's see how it goes. Or next time I'm going to try it with this flour, not with that flour. And, and you know what? what? What happens if it doesn't work? What I like to say to myself in, in a lot of ways, is what is the worst that will happen? And then I give myself an answer. And then I say, okay, then what? What's the worst that will happen? 
And then what's the worst that will happen? How many times have you seen? I have any, okay. Any of you ever seen The Voice before on television? Have you ever watched it? Okay. Um, I love it. Have you ever watched it? Okay, it's a great show. All right. So what they, you know, if you've watched it, you know what it is. If you haven't watched it, you know, these young, middle young, little older than young people come on there and they sing. And the, and the judges have their backs to the singer, to the performer. And if they like them and they want them on their team, because each of the coaches, famous singers, have a team, they knock something on their desk, they buzz this buzzer, and they turn around. And they sometimes have to compete with the other judges. I have seen numerous times somebody come back who was not um, accepted either in the year past or the year, or the, maybe two years ago, and they come back and they get all the chairs, all four chairs turned around because they came back bigger and better than ever. So I ask you, if your bread flops, what's the worst that'll happen? You throw it away, you start again. If you talk in a room of five or ten to begin with, if, fear, if the fear of speaking is ex so fearful and so extraordinarily scary and you don't do it, but you feel comfortable in picking a topic and inviting people to your home because, okay, here's another thing. If you're, and I, you have to understand when you listen to me, I think, I listen to myself in the process of talking, and when something comes to me, I'm kind of like a stream of talking, stream of listening. So, like, I just had this thought, and I want to share it with you. So I know a lot of people are scared of speaking in front of a group of people. So I said, well, do it in somebody's living room. Well, why can't you do it in your own living room? Because that's a safe space. It's much safer in your living room than it is in somebody else's living room. So what happens if you invite five of your besties, friends over, and you say, you know what, I would like to be talking about this subject, but I'm not ready for the big times yet. Would you come over and listen to me and help me? And just, and whatever the topic is, you start in your living room where it's safe, where you have, where it feels like you're in more control because it's your home, it's your living room, it's your snacks, it's your time, it's your doorbell, it's your everything. Start there. And then if that feels good, then knock it up to the next level in somebody else's living room. And then if that feels good, then maybe it's, you know, at a networking meeting or it's at a, an association meeting or you know, you know what I mean? There's always a level to take that first step. And then you're experiencing things. You're experimenting. And then you look and you go, okay, that's why life looks like a laboratory. Because we don't, I, what works for me may not always work for you. It's your laboratory. My laboratory is my laboratory. But together, we can compare laboratories. And <laughs> what? I'm not you laughing at me. Uh -huh. I'm why? just thinking about making bread in the lavatory. And why is that funny? See, it sounds the same. In the oh. lavatory. Oh, in the lavatory. <laughs> yeah, it could be. All right, next one. Here we go. A scientist in his laboratory is not a mere technician. He is also a child. Comforting natural phenomena, confronting, sorry, natural phenomena that impress him as though they were fairy tales. What do you think? Okay, let me read it again. A scientist in his laboratory is not a mere technician. He's not just, you know, like, you know, doing A, B, C, D, and being done. It's not that plan, okay? He's more like a child confronting phenomenons that are just amazing, that do happen, that we don't control. That just, you know, that you're in mm -hmm. awe over. You know what I mean? And that are more like uh, not real than real. When I had the experience at Microsoft in their, in their um, theater, and the manager came over and she was talking to all of us there, and I asked her if I could do a book tour thing, a book reading, and she said, sure. I mean, to me, that was kind of fairy tale-ish because I get to say that I'm doing my book presentation at Microsoft. I get to say that I'm doing it in this theater. 
I keep this. And to me, that is a fairy tale. To me, that is something I didn't expect. It's I'm in awe over it, and I have more to share. Believe me, this last trip was from the moment I left till the moment I got home. It was not real, in my opinion, but it was real. But it was so not planned. I think that's what was so extraordinary and why it's so juicy of a laboratory. Because there were so many situations that just worked out beautifully. So here's another thing. I went and took an Airbnb in Pennsylvania. And I arrived on Sunday. I was there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and left on Wednesday. Went to a meeting and went to New Jersey. In uh, the Airbnb, I'd never stayed in any Airbnb before. I didn't even know what, you know, can you use the kitchen? I mean, I had no idea what was, you know, what was normal, what wasn't normal, what they do, what they don't do, any of those things. So if, wherever you are, if you have an opportunity to use Airbnbs, they're really cool. They're not a bed and breakfast because they don't cook you anything, but you have the use of your room, and all of them are different, and they're much less expensive than staying in a hotel, they're friendly, they're in a neighborhood, they're in somebody's house, and they're cool. So I looked on the Airbnb um, app, and I chose someplace in Ambler where a colleague of mine that is up in Pennsylvania said, Ambler's a really cute town to stay in. And I said, okay, I'll stay in Ambler. I don't know one for, town from another. She said it's centrally located to where other things were that I was going to be planning on you know, looking into doing. So I get to the Airbnb, and it's adorable townhome, really cute, and I go in, and it's spacious. I mean, living room, a family room with a fireplace that was on waiting for me, a lovely kitchen, uh, my own bedroom, a bathroom. I had the use of the laundry if I needed it and all that stuff. And I did know ahead of time that this woman who owned the Airbnb knew a woman that I knew up in Pennsylvania. She just... Um, I don't even know how she asked me if what I was going to do. I, I don't, you know what? That's part of being in a laboratory. Sometimes you don't, some of the, the subtleties are so subtle that you almost gloss over them. And I don't recall how she even asked me if I knew this woman, Carol, but I said I did. And Carol does different networking groups up there and so forth. And I've, we've met before anyway. So I knew she knew Carol. And so I get, so I'm there, and she comes, and we meet, and we go out for dinner Sunday night together, which I thought was lovely. It was very nice and friendly. And I told her that uh, one of my colleagues were going to pick me up on Monday for dinner, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I get back after a day of meetings on Monday, and I tell her that I was going to be leaving shortly, that my friend Mary was going to come and get me, and she's an accountant up in Pennsylvania. So this Nancy, the Airbnb owner turns around she says Mary Richard I said what she said is that who it is I said yes she knew her she hadn't seen her in 20 years and it just blew us all away I have to say it was amazing that she not only knew this other Carol but she knew Mary too and when Mary came to pick me up they had this whole big wonderful beautiful reunion and then we, Mary and I went to dinner, came back, and we stayed up, the three of us, till, I don't know, midnight drinking tea. That's part of this laboratory and how life works. And it, it, it is meant to work. And sometimes, sometimes we are, we listen well enough to, know, to get into the groove. I consider what happened at this Airbnb some kind of groove. And I listened somehow and heard something that said, stay in an Airbnb and stay in this one. And I just followed it. And that's how it worked. And I believe that the more we find our way to do that, the more those things happen. And by having life as a laboratory, it happens. Because you, 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 I guess somehow you make it happen. You make it happen. And you understand more and more about life and how it works. 
So that was one of those things that I thought was just something that I was in awe about and that I wanted to share very much with all of you. Because look at your life every day. What are you doing right now? What did you do yesterday? What are you going to do later? How could you look at it a little closer? And that's what happens in a laboratory. You look at things a little closer, and then you're willing to step out of the box to create something. So what do you think of that story? What? Do you have any laboratory and, and stories? No. None. I can't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I need to think about things like okay, that. Okay, I'm going to give you a few minutes to think. All right, I'll, I'll try. I okay, mean, just then, think. Then I'm going to stop doing this. No, well, this is a laboratory <laughs> for you. Well, here, you see the specimen over there on the screen? Where? Right there, there's... No, I don't see anything over there. There's somebody with glasses and... Oh, that's me. And they talk, well... Is that me you're talking about? <laughs> so, but, okay, here's the thing. You did not know that's... when you started this. You did not know what you were going to end up with. No. Right? Okay. No idea. Ha okay, so tell everybody a little bit about your story and how you started this. This is, this is a laboratory. I mean, we're in a really cool studio. I mean, it's a studio for all intents and purposes. It's not a TV, NBC, CBS, or whatever. But it's a t TV studio. It just happens to broadcast over the Internet. Yeah. We have cameras. We have screens. Some of them I can see. Some of them I can't. I mean, we have microphones. Right? You have a board. Yeah. Right? So tell your story. I started doing a show on, on the radio, and after, I don't know, 15 years, the radio station started going down, and I wanted to keep the show going because there were other people with me right. and had this room here. Right. And I said, okay, well, let's do it on the Internet and built the studio and continued doing the show. And when the it 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 got into a routine, I realized, boy, that whole studio with all this equipment, just for me to do a show on Sunday morning for three hours, now let's get other people in. And you were the first one. I was the first one. You were my first. So how did you get this started, though? Did you know how to hook it all up? Did yeah, you know I mean, everything they, this on is, how to hook it up? Well, I mean, most of the stuff, but as far as the audio and, and tweaking it and all this, this was Mike Phillips who was one of my co-hosts, or is one of my co-hosts. And he came in, and he did all that. I did all the video. So you didn't know how to do it all. You had to get some help. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at the radio station, you just went in, and everything was right done there. for you. Yeah. Right. But uh, being in, in computers that I do for a living, it, it's easier because you work with the computers, and you sort of know what, they can what they cannot do and right, but it was an ex but but you were going to start building it's, a radio and you ended up with TV. Why? Yeah, because Why? it was available. So so you you took okay. So yeah, because it was available. It, right, it but when something. you left the radio station, you didn't know that you were going to end up in TV. Um, I did because you now did? that I'm okay, thinking, so, yeah, we we started streaming it on on Ustream from the radio station, but it was very very primitive. Okay, it was just like one camera at the studio, and we were there. It so, wasn't like what you're seeing here. Okay, so my point is though, you you are also it was an experiment that 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 turned out and okay. was marketed. Well, okay, and you yeah. were a trailblazer at the same time because I'm going to tell you what, because I don't know anybody, and there are people who, a lot of people are doing things on the Internet today, but, you know, who have a setup like this and who can do it like this, right? Right. Okay, and so nobody else is I doing mean, it? I mean, remember, I've got one edge, you know big it, edge. Right. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. That my office is right in the okay. other room. okay. So for me to do this, I can let go work and come here and do it. Most people that do podcasts from home, A, they don't have the room. B, they don't have the time right? To, because they have a job, a real right. job, like right. I have a real right. job. Right, right. So right. It's, it's, an, it's an edge, and it, it became an extension yeah. of, of the business. And, and 
the business is supporting it and I mean it's it's a lot of but things. But the thing but is yeah. you, if you want if you whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You can make all I'm right. not, you it's can all make all chemicals. the excuses you want. He's making a lot of ain't he making a lot of excuses, y'all out there. He is making all kinds of excuses. Why are you doing that? I have no idea. There are no excuses. I'm a genius. And I knew exactly what I was going no, to. No, that's what you... And I knew no. exactly what I'm going to do. There was no experiment. Is that what you want to hear? No, No, I want to hear that it was an... Ex it was. Yeah, it because, was. Because, look, it was an experiment for me to get started. I didn't know it was going to work. Right. Did you know that it was going to work? Did you know that, I mean, when you built this, <laughs> no. that anybody Nobody else would knows. do it? Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Of course, but you did it anyway. Right. I mean, and look what happened. Right. I mean, I mean however mean, many shows you've had... How many views do you have on your show? I don't know. Thousands and thousands. Thousands and thousands. Did you know that would happen? No. Okay, so here that's my point. And and when you started, did you were you doing it in HD then? No. How come? Because it wasn't available. That's that's life. Sometimes things aren't available. Right. So you you add something to it or you tweak it, but you, you start somewhere. Right. You do, you do you you work with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And if True. it didn't work, if how many times did I you have? Try it again. How many times have you? Ha, okay, how many times did you do something that worked and then it didn't work? Almost and, everything. Almost everything, and then you had to start again. Yeah, but at that point, you have enough experience to know where how but, to start and get to that point. And okay, from now I have to think. Yeah. What's the next step? Because that's where it didn't work last time. But you keep. But you keep doing right. it. So right. So it is an. Ex you're right. It is an experiment. It is, it is everything. A, a everything that you do, everything that you do in yeah, life is I mean, an experiment. You yeah, know. I mean it's it, it is. I mean, and if we accept accept it that way, and then we're not so tied to how how we think True. it should look, and that if we don't know how it's going to turn out, we don't do it. But then we don't leave our ourselves only, open. Only if we are afraid of failing. And what can you? What will you fail at? I'm not. I'm not afraid of failing because I know that I can try again. But a lot of people are afraid. They don't want to even think about the fact, oh, I failed. And that just thinking ahead and say, okay, I'm going to try and cross the road. But what if I don't make it? Then I'm not going to cross. Yeah. No. You go and, right. you you know, you cross with other people. I mean, you have to try it. I mean, maybe that's a little bit no, extreme that, because okay. if you cross the when highway. In the middle, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, there are many things. I mean, you know, you you get married, you you get a job. I mean, these are you don't know that it's going to work out. Yeah, and if you're thinking, right. okay, I'm going to go and get a job, but I may fail. No, so I'm going to go look for another one. Well, I may fail, and uh, you know that's that's the point. That a lot of people are afraid of the failing. They think right. that if they fail once, it's the end of the world. Well, if you take, no, it's not. No, you experiment, not, right. like you're saying. Right. If you take life on like it's a laboratory, that even when something doesn't work, you go back in the laboratory. Right. You know, you, if if the job didn't work, you go back in the laboratory. Why right. didn't it work? What what was what was wrong with it, or what weren't you doing that you can change? That's right, it. you made soup. It yeah. doesn't. It didn't it, taste it, good. It, yeah. So. So what do you do? You go back in the kitchen and you add a little salt yeah, and you bring it. back and point. that may be. That's and, the know. point. Life is is just like that. Sure. I mean, so this trip I went on. So I had to drive. Had to drive. I drove to Pennsylvania, and the thing said seven and a half hours. And the night before, of course, my mother said to me, "You're going to drive by yourself." I'm like. I, and I'm like, does she have to say that the night before I'm driving? <laughs> Did she not have not said that at all? So, because I was feeling no fear. And then when she said seven hours or seven and a half hours, that's a lot. Bango. Here came the fear. It wasn't my fear. I took on her fear. And I had to kind of, I guess in a laboratory, you have to wash it clean. <laughs> Sometimes sanitize. You, to, you know, you, you have to sanitize. You have to clean out the little peach tree. I had to clean it out of her fear because I didn't want to be scared driving to Pennsylvania. And um, I also started driving when it started snowing here in North Carolina. I mean, it was wet. It wasn't snowing, but we were being uh, told that we were going to have a snowstorm. So I, I have to tell you all, my throat was in my stomach because I'm starting to drive. And it's, I can see little white flecks 
and I get to Durham, North Carolina, which was about a half hour from my house, and it's like cloudy and gloomy. And I'm like, oh, my God, everybody's calling, and Marilyn, you're going to be driving into snow. So my worst thing was I was going to drive into snow and have to get a hotel room. I mean, what so, would have been the worst thing, right? Yeah. So I, um, I drove, and it turned out to be a great trip. And when I came back yesterday, I wasn't looking forward to it either because I had a great trip going, and I'm thinking, well, I had a great trip going. I'm not going to have as good a one coming back because two good trips, impossible. That's what I started thinking. And I downloaded, uploaded, I don't know what you call it, a whole bunch of podcasts to my phone. Downloaded. Which, downloaded, which is a great thing to do if you're going to take a trip. This is another thing when you're doing in the laboratory is you, you, you do your best to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? You And compliment yourself along the way so that you, for, for trying, you know, for the experiment. If it didn't work, okay, but at least to get started. So I decided, you know, so I got in the car, I started on my way. And if I tell you, I made it in like seven and a half hours, which again, and it was a great trip. The sun was out. My podcasts were great. I learned a lot of things on my ride and it was great. And because it was so great and I had such a good experience and for, here's another thing I did, which I don't usually do. I listened to my GPS. <laughs> I don't like listening to it when it takes me off the road. I think I should be on. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid it's wrong and it's and it's it's been crazy lately. So but I did listen to it and it did take me on good roads that did not lead me into traffic and bad things. So now I'm a little bit aha. Uh -huh, I feel like I'm going to go back again because now I have other opportunities because I was there. I'm going to go back again to that region and do more promotion, more speaking, more presentations and I Seven and a half hours, not a big deal. No. It was great. So anyway, I got more slides, but I want to remind you all to please call in 919-518-9773 or computers, 2K now, if you, oh, excuse me, 2K voice, if you want to join us on uh, Skype and please come into the chat. We'd love to have you there as well. And you can ask questions to us there. You can make a statement. We'll read them out loud and uh, share them with everybody else. So nobody, nobody's have a question in there. Okay, come on, people. What are you doing? Life's a laboratory. It's, it's, and you don't have to blame yourself. You blame the laboratory. You, you say it's the experiment. It's not me. It's, it. You know, don't take it personally. All right. Here's another. Here's another slide. I consider nature a vast chemical laboratory in which all kinds of composition and decompositions. Excuse me, somebody just called me on my phone. and Okay, decompositions are formed. I consider nature a vast chemical laboratory in which all kinds of composition and decompositions are formed. Everything. Everything happens in a laboratory. So whether or not you are aware of it or not, you are part of a laboratory. You're part of my laboratory. You're part, right, you know, you're part of my laboratory. I mean, if we do shows and our numbers increase, not if, but as we do shows and our numbers increase, then my experiment might be working. The kinds of shows, the kinds of guests we have on might be working. But that the, the subject matters that we bring up might be working. So you're already a part of my laboratory. You may not realize it, but you are. Amnon's in my laboratory. I'm in his laboratory. I've tried out many things in here, whether it's um, questions that I had not thought of asking before that I experimented here with, just coming on and doing a show by myself with no guest is, let me tell you what, the kahuna of laboratory experiments. Because, you know, when I first started doing this, I wanted only to do these shows by myself and have you know, people feeling comfortable calling in anytime they wanted and just have it be like a fireside chat or, you know, Oprah on, on uh, not steroids, but Oprah kind of show or um, something like that. But then all these interesting people started coming in my, my vision and I thought, okay, so I want to invite people on my show to talk. 
and that would be fun. And so my experiment, kind of my laboratory got bigger. And so I didn't throw out the idea of doing shows on my own. I just made the laboratory and I started experimenting with other people as well. And then I've had people on my show that have been fabulous. And then I've had other people on my show that were more difficult to interview. And so I've learned from that experience. Sometimes I've learned who to have on, subject manners I could have on. And then I've learned about myself and how I can ask maybe better questions, things like that. I mean, it's not where I've, you know, fallen apart and didn't um, continue. I've always continued. I just come back with a little bit more. There were times that we did our show as an experiment. Everything is an experiment because nothing is like etched in stone. So I didn't realize it was an experiment, though, when we did the show Monday nights at 8 o'clock. So uh-huh. when we first started doing broadcasting, we did the shows Monday night right. at 8 o'clock. And it went okay for a while. And then, and I didn't like doing them at night because I don't want to come out at night like that is, you know, if I don't have to do it, I'd rather do it during the day. Well, we were on, I don't know how long we were on for, but the show started to tank. Our numbers started to go down. I mean, really down. I'm not just talking about a hundred here, a few hundred here. I'm talking thousands down and it was awful. And so we said, okay, what are we going to do? We experimented. The experiment was to do the show on a Monday night. Now we had a new experiment of a new day, and we decided to do it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, we kind of thought about it a little bit and said, okay, let's try it. How do you know? There's no proof. Nobody else is doing it just like me, doing just the same show that I can look at and go, well, if they're doing it, I can do it. It's because everything is different. So this is another experiment. Meanwhile, it seems to have worked. It's a good time. And we get a good audience, and we're happy to have you. And I, you know, love doing it, so it's working. But that's also was also an experiment in time. And when you look back, what have you tried? What have you looked at that you, you know, can look at and go, okay, it's been an experiment. And and I think it's really terrific when you can be doing that and have people to share experiments with. Because an exp- not just ex- not just share experience experiments with, but just share the fact that you're living that we're living in a laboratory, because you, everybody's experiences experiments. If if people don't hide them because they're embarrassed by the result, we can learn. I mean, my goodness gracious, if Bell was embarrassed by the light bulb not working, he wouldn't have done it. And here's another thing. I don't know if you know, do you know that uh, Viagra, when Viagra was being, it wasn't Viagra, it was a heart medicine. They were, they were looking to create a heart medicine. And instead they ended up with Viagra because some things didn't work and then of course some things did. <laughs> right? Some things. Right? So if they, but there was in a laboratory. Yeah. It wasn't, you know what I mean? They did not set out to create Viagra. They set out to create some kind of heart medicine and i think that's they still use it for something they may yeah they may but the initial thing was heart the money was right wasn't viagra but they realized what was happening because of the experiment right they didn't throw it out you know it might not have showed up exactly how they wanted it but it showed up in a different way and that's why that's why when you can when you work with people and you share your experiments you share your lessons learned. You share what worked, what didn't work. You know, people, they're gonna, there's going to be somebody there that is going to be the person who says to you, well, have you tried it this way? Or maybe if you tried it that way, it might work. They might just have your missing piece. And I think, and I know I've done this before, if I don't know it and somebody else gives me the answer, then I used to think something was wrong with me and what was wrong with me, and they were smarter than I was. And I've worked through that, and I don't believe that anymore. I think that everybody is supposed to supposed to have a piece, and I'm not supposed to have all the pieces because I am supposed to work with other people. And so, go ahead. You what don't throw say? away the lemons, do you? <laughs> no. What do you do? 
I, use I mean, it. you can't eat the lemons like that. Right. What do you do with your lemons? Lemonade. Yeah. And then you, you know, you add this, you add that, and suddenly it tastes good. It's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. Here we go for the next one. A month in the laboratory can often save an hour in the library. Why do you think that is? I would, I would say it the other way around. Okay, it's all right. I don't care. A month, I didn't, uh, an yeah. hour in the laboratory can often save an hour. I mean, a day or a month in the library. Well, that's you, the if same. you if you experiment, right, and you reach your, uh. Results right in the laboratory versus sitting in the library and reading and reading and trying to to figure out how this is going to work and it's going to take you a month to do. You can do it in the laboratory and try. To, oh yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think I think that what the, the the interesting thing about the concept is that you have so much to learn, experience yourself in a laboratory and not that libraries are bad we need them both we need it all yeah we but, do right but this but when you can experience something for yourself then it, it it has more of a tendency of staying with you than when you just read something or you don't have a personal relationship with it in the laboratory when you you're have when you acknowledge you're part of it you're part of the experiment you have a personal relationship. When you look at life and you try something different, you are invested in it. It makes a big difference than when it's somebody else's work. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, bear that in mind. Okay, next one. You live, you love, you cry, you lose, you bleed, you scream, you learn. And that is what happens in a laboratory. You learn. All of these things happen. You live, you love, you cry, you lose, you bleed, you scream. You get frustrated. It doesn't always work. You get turned down. Maybe you didn't, you know, you didn't speak the way you wanted to speak. The message wasn't clear. People didn't get it. Uh, you, you built something. It fell apart. You went somewhere. Your car broke down. I can think of a million things that could happen and has happened to me. All of those things have happened to me, and I learned from them. Every little thing, everything, every little thing you learn from that you take back into the laboratory next time you do it. And if there isn't an obvious learning, then what do you learn from that? And then what's the, you know you keep going, and then you see what what can you get from it. Maybe it's not your lesson. Maybe it's somebody else's lesson. And you were just part of somebody else's lesson. So it's, it's really important how we play this game. Okay, next one. <clears throat> Please. Life is a playground. Kids understand that, but somewhere down the road, we forget it. Kids are always building things, knocking them down, trying something new, experiencing something, playing with life. They're constantly doing that. And somewhere along the way, and we probably can think of several reasons along the way that we lost our, our, our sense of play. We're uh, we lost our initiative to play. And who cares why? It doesn't matter why. What matters is playing again. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter. It matters that you got back on the bike and you tried it again. That you, you know, you tr you rode this way instead of that way. That's all that matters, is that you 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 do it again, and again, and you remind yourself once again, what's the worst that will happen? Period. Nothing much. Okay. Next one. The true object of all human life is to play. Earth is a is a task garden. Heaven is a playground. It is. And, and, and that means have a sense of humor. It's really important to laugh at your discoveries, laugh at what you discover that didn't work, because everything is a discovery. And even when you, you discover something that didn't work, 
laugh. There's nothing wrong with that. Just, it's fun. Okay, next one. What if we just acted like everything was easy? What would happen then? What would happen if I, which I did actually, I guess, now that I think about it. And, you know, th I put this PowerPoint together for a previous show, not for this one. For a couple, when I had to, a couple of weeks ago, I had to, was going to do the show and I was doing it by myself and I liked to have PowerPoints and a friend of mine passed away and I had to leave. I couldn't do the show, right? And so I had it ready to go. And when I came home last night and I came back on time and I knew I could do the show today, I figured, well, let me do this one. And so here's this thing. What if we just acted like everything was easy? And so I did that on my drive. I switched from my mother's fear to my fear, and the ride was easy. And coming back, I didn't even, all I did was stop to, to go to the bathroom and to get gas and get coffee. That was it. No, I didn't even stop for food, and I wasn't even hungry. And, the, and you know what? The ride was easy. So what happens if you set out and you said, it's, it's going to be easy. Something I'm going to figure out is going to be easy. And that's it. I'm going to do something. And life is not that complicated. It's easy when we set out and we say it that way. And then if it doesn't work, we have a sense of humor. And it's like, okay, we'll try it again. Right? Right. Right. Okay. Um, so that's some of what I want to talk about in referring to life as being a laboratory, that you get to learn and you get to grow and experiment with things. And please, 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 please share them. Share them with me, Marilyn at MarilynShannon.com. I would love to know in what you're discovering, what you're doing to discover something. What are you trying different at work? What are you doing different at home? Maybe it's something with your children. Maybe it's something with your parents, your job. You decide to write a book like I did, and I'm not a writer. I'm an author, though, but I'm not a writer necessarily, but I'm turning out to be one. And so um, let me know. Anyway, here's my book. and listening to the hearts of twins and we're going to go from there so with that all being said we have another interesting show next week we do have a guest actually i think we have two guests next week a brother and sister who are going to share um, their life stories one is 90 and one is 80 so i'm sure they got some good stories i'm not going to tell you all about it now but i do want you to tune in next monday at one o'clock and with that go make it fun Go have a laboratory and let me know what it's like. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you, Thank Online. You. You are tuned to the Nissan Communications Network. Our weekly lineup of call-in programs includes Computers 2K Now with Amnon Nissan, Health In with Debbie Brooke, Breaking Free with Marilyn Shannon, Lessons of Vietnam with NCBBI members, The Tanya Love Show, Your Healthy Pet with Gisela DiCarlo. And if you tuned in too late, you can always watch each program in its entirety or download an MP3 audio file of it at www.nissancommunications.com Sponsored by Atomus.com Makers of quality video recorders and converters for professionals CarolinaApparel.com and DeltaForce.net